Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Becca, hello. Hi, good to see you. Long time no see, couple like four days or something. <laughs> yeah, the usual length of time. Feels like longer. Lots been happening. Nice. It's been kind of wild all and over the world. Place. Yeah, uh, lots yeah. of things happening. Are you excited? For today? Of course, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm always excited. But today, in particular, we were saying a little bit. Of a little bit ago that what we're making today a shepherd's pie is a combination of a lot of our favorite sides that get to come together with butter with cream and then you put mashed potatoes on top of it so I don't think it gets better than this I'm going to make a veggie one Gretchen's doing beef and lamb so we are going to be off and running we've already got some sliced potatoes getting to a boil on our stove top covered in some water there. But before I get too far ahead of myself, what are you smoking over there, Gretchen? I found some really interesting new pre-rolls at my favorite little dispensary. This is brand is called Drew Martin. And as we know, I'm always on the hunt for that lower dose cannabis dose because as my anxiety tends to get very amped up by high THC, This I came across just last week, and this is actually blended with other things. So I got a sample pack. There is a sativa, which is called the Be Bright, hybrid, Be Open, and indica, Be Still. Today I am enjoying the sativa Be Bright, which is blended with ginger root, lemon balm, and diamania, diamania, I think. Apparently a member of the passion flower family I had not heard of before. Very exciting. Love learning about new passion flowers, passion fruits. Apparently this one's fruit tastes like figs. So very interesting. What and a combo of all your favorite things. We know you love anything passion flower fruit related. And how fun to have it blended with some natural root herb things. Yeah. Like, okay. Unheard of. Yeah. I have yeah, not really come across cool. like I've, Definitely done the high, the CBD blended with THC thing. I've been enjoying a little bit of these. Of course, I've been still using my, to jump ahead a little bit, my potatoes are boiling. Hold on one second. Okay. I got to turn the, got to turn the heat yeah. down. Like we are moving fast today, even though we it's are been moving a slow fast. process to get here. But yeah, now we're, now we're booking it. Now we're booking it. I'm a little hesitant about anything that isn't cannabis when I'm smoking it, but these have really been working for me. Sativa is always a bit tricky for me because that one does tend to amp up my anxiety a little bit more than some of the others, but this seems to work out all right. I've been using my Zenco vaporizer just to, you know, maximize my extractions. Those pre-rolls are going real slow and I've just been taking it light on the, the weed this week anyway, since I've been a little bit all over the place, but pretty excited to try this one out for the podcast and see how it enhances or detracts from recording. So we'll find out because I've pretty much just been alone smoking this week. So we'll see See how bright it gets. How bright? Could I be any brighter? I'm a bright shining star. Come on. Yeah. Glowing over there. I am glowing. (laughs) Mostly with sweat. It's hot here today. (laughs) It's still warm here in Napa. What are you smoking now that I've gone on about mine for way too long? (laughs) I have a new one. It's from Floor. All of this is new to me. It's Floor brand. It's called BTYOG. It's 25% THC, 6.4 milligrams per gram caryophylline, followed by 5 milligrams per gram myrcene, and then 5 milligrams per gram lemonine. So excited to get into whatever BTYOG is. Looking forward to feeling those effects. But Also trying to pay attention to the terpenes as always. I like still don't fully understand what I'm supposed to expect from each one and how they all work best together. But this one is supposed to be indica leaning. So I guess at least a little more 
relaxation versus sleepy, which will be nice. So looking forward to enjoying this while we prep. Well, we're done prepping, but while we get into cooking our shepherd's pie today. And even though I see you drinking from your beautiful Zenco, what are you also drinking over there when you get done inhaling that beautiful vapor? Mm, it's tasty. That lemon balm adds a nice brightness to it. So it actually tastes pretty good too. Mm, uh, nice. Since I try to get away from those jeters that are a little too high THC for me at this point. Yeah, I really like this. I'm very excited about finding a new thing that I like. Today I am doing a cider and this one is called, and again, guess who's doing a label by? That's me. <laughs> it, it has a giraffe. It has an astronaut giraffe on the label. How could I resist? So A galactic <laughs> giraffe, you had to. <laughs> I love giraffes. I love space. Please, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is Schilling Cider House, and this is their Excelsior Imperial Apple. 8.4% alcohol by volume. Gretchen's getting a little messed up on the podcast today. Watch That's out, very, world. Yeah, watch out. That's a very boldly named cider. <laughs> like every yeah. word got more intense as it <laughs> went along. I spent a full, at least a full 10 minutes in Whole Foods yesterday, standing in front of the cider section going, first of all, it was a six pack for 15 bucks. I was like, do I really need a six pack? Because I don't drink that much. And especially 8.4% alcohol. Too much. Months. Yeah. Yeah, it'll take me years to get through that. <laughs> I picked up another one that was just a four pack, but that one was $20 for four. So I was like, you know what? Go for it. Just go for it. Hopefully I love it and it's going to be fine. Man. A budget buy. <laughs> yeah, budget buy. Budget yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, nothing's yeah, budget in California anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Oh, inflation. What are, what are you enjoying today? <laughs> a Guinness. <laughs> Nothing elaborate, but we haven't had Guinness in a while because James only likes it, well, prefers it in a can. And it's been really hard to get cans. Yesterday I went to Target, which I haven't been to in so long, like years probably. And I went in and I saw two packs of canned Guinness. So I was like, yep, yes, please. And then I also bought mousse a little bow tie. Uh, later. I love the bow tie. That was a, definitely a highlight of your my day yesterday when you were like, <laughs> look at this man in his little bow tie. And I was like, that is the most professional little man I've ever seen in my life. So serious. Like I said, he's ready for a job and about time. Go yeah. make some money, moose. Go, no. <laughs> go make some money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Guinness, which actually I think is going to work out great with the shepherd's pie today. Some of the information I found about shepherd's pie said it is kind of an Irish dish. So hard cider, Guinness, we're like more in line than we ever knew. So we decided to go with shepherd's pie. Yes, I was going to say, I feel like had I known you were going to go full Guinness, maybe I would have gone beer, but I'm, I've also just been not feeling beer lately. Like I've been on much more of a cider kick. I'm just going to check my potatoes real quick and I, then... Yeah. What should we do? Start talking a little bit about history, talk about ingredients. What do you want to hear first, Gretchen? Let's, let's talk some history. All right, um, let's talk some history. But I did see your little blurb here in the script about that the history of shepherd's pie is like most things when we go, let's look at the history of this. And then it goes, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you wanted like one story? No, no, that's not possible. <laughs> kind of comes down to it's been around a long ass time. Like the best we can do is find the first mention of it written anywhere and then go from there. That's pretty yeah. much the best we can do at this point. Exactly. As we learn, as we investigate recipes from other places where we haven't grown up or aren't culturally historically a part of, we are learning a lot of things are very similar. So it's also hard to say one thing is from one region when there's probably a very similar dish somewhere else. Yeah. But in this case with shepherd's pie, I guess what makes it unique is the mashed potatoes on top, maybe. It's kind of a casserole, but it's kind of a, I don't know, a pie too. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. But it it's is not weird. 
<laughs> I was I, I think it's one of those things where it comes along to being a good way to use up ingredients as well. Yeah. So that's another yeah. part of that. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a silly dish if you think about it. But if we drill it down a little bit more, the source that we found was going into the whole history of how potatoes ended up in Ireland because they're not native to Ireland and we did not feel adequate to cover everything that happened with Ireland and the and potatoes. And oh God, yeah. That... And the potatoes and all of that. But suffice to say, once potatoes were there and became a little more common in cooking, this became a little bit more of a popular dish. It also said that in the 1700s, as things were not great, there was not a lot of food, there was not a lot of money, there was a lot of forced isolation stuff happening. You had to make things stretch. And the note here said in particular that housewives, of course, what you women, yeah, the women were are always stretching always, everything. Yep, Got to get really the most trying, out of it. <laughs> exactly. Really trying to make use of every single piece of food that they had. This is also maybe a little bit of a deceptive dish because you can have a thinner layer of potatoes than you realize, and it still feels pretty luxurious. Or you can have like a lot of mashed potatoes on top. Maybe if you have less meat, you won't notice it as much or something. I think it's a good way to stretch, a good way to cover, and to add a lot of flavor to something by adding just kind of like herbs. Or in this case today, we've got onions and carrots and a bunch of peas and corn and a whole lot of things are happening here. So I'm very curious about what the very original recipe was because we have like 12 plus ingredients happening in our pies today. For the most part, this dish is always going to include ground meat cooked in a gravy, a sauce with onions, carrots. This says celery, but our recipe did not have celery, whatever you want. And then a mashed potato crust. And this had a note that said you could do that as a bottom layer and then your meat mixture on the top and then more potatoes, or you could do just potatoes on top. Gretchen and I opted to just do potatoes on top because of the peeling, slicing, mashing, all of that extra stuff. Actually, I'm reasonably sure that I've made far more potato than I need to. So I may end up with so much potato where I might have to put a bottom layer. Which will be delicious too. And then we'll get to see what it would be like with both layers. So perfect. True. Even better. Yeah. And you are you are doing a mushroom one. Yes. I'm not doing any beef. And so just mushrooms for me. And, and then you're doing beef and lamb. Because I'm extra like that. And I, I love mm-hmm. both of those things. I had beef in the freezer and I love lamb. I'm in a kind of a lamb mood this week. So I'm glad we're doing this now. Perfect. It's, it feels like a fall meat. <laughs> it's technically spring is a much more appropriate time if you're mm. getting into the whole slaughtering aspect. But I'll, warning. I'll, I'll yeah. spare you that little yeah. like well we'll definitely that might have to be like yeah side sort of episode at some point where a I Patreon. Get, you could do yeah, yeah a deep dive on lamb as a meat. Join our Patreon. Platform. Learn about lamb. Do you know we're on social media, everybody, by the way? Yes, yes. Yeah. Join us, follow us, talk about and, us. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Let's just note, I'm fucked up already. And okay. I just smoked Perfect. some high CBD, some Frida from Sites High. <laughs> oh. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the cider. So I guess I'm going to have to slow down a little bit on that. I was maybe going a little hard at it first because I was like, mm, it's delicious. Maybe a little on the sweet side for some people. But mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I love sweet. It's perfect. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it so far. And yeah, being a little bit drunk is pretty fun. Like, I have fun. That. <laughs> but I'm really glad you're doing lamb because this other source I saw said that they're called shepherd's pies as a nod to the shepherds who would raise mutton or lamb. Mm. So if it in particular had lamb, it was a shepherd's pie. Yeah. So there's a point to the shepherd's there pie is name. A point. Yes. <laughs> this kind of freaks me out a little bit, but it's not a big deal. It said that the mashed potatoes on top look like a sheep's fleece. Oh. Like, I don't want to think about eating fleece. <laughs> but I get it. It's all a nod. It's all. It's a nod. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a nod. So it does make sense a little bit with the shepherd's piece of it. 
that yeah. does make me want to go forward with the plan that I had where I was going to get the potato ricer out and race them onto the top would be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Or piping. I guess you could do a similar thing if you had like oh. a nozzle and piped them in. Where probably I'm not getting that extreme today. I don't want to do that many dishes like that. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. It feels let's, like a lot. Before we yeah. Before we get into the ingredients, let's say how long did it take to get to this point? For At you? least 30 minutes probably with all the various chopping and measuring and things. I would say yeah. <laughs> I condensed it down to us not having a chat while we're doing it. Mm -hmm. If you're really good with your knife skills and really fast and very focused, you could probably be done 20. This is a very rustic dish. You don't need to get super picky about your chopping. We are putting frozen corn and peas in here. Although I'm, I'm weirded out by the corn scenario. I, I feel was like surprised that's... by the corn too. Yeah, it's interesting it had corn, but no celery. Yeah, like I would have expected more celery. I did buy celery today because I was like, maybe I've just been missing it in the recipe, but no, no yeah. celery. No celery. I think it took me like an hour and a half with washing all of the vegetables, peeling all of them. We had to chop, we had to slice herb. Lots of herbs were involved. It took forever to get everything measured. Ugh, I guess I'm slow, but it took so long. I was gonna say, I feel very slapdash now. Like, I feel like you took much more. You also have to remember your meat portion is taken over by vegetable prep. So where I had to just open a package of meat, you're cleaning and chopping mushrooms. Or I don't even know if you chop them, but. I just rip them, but yeah. You, totally my style. So good job on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll read ingredients and then you can talk us through high level steps. Oh, I might need to drain my potatoes. Have you well, checked yours? I haven't checked mine. So let's do a quick check. Yep. Oof. Oh yeah, mine are probably done. They look like yeah. they're falling apart. <laughs> No, I don't even have my strainer out. I do not either. So let's get into the ingredients. Our recipe source is delish.com. We'll link it as always. But you will need, and we have, two pounds of russet potatoes, peeled and sliced half an inch thick. Kosher salt. At some point, she says a tablespoon, so you need at least a tablespoon. And then two-thirds cup, half and half, four tablespoons unsalted butter, two tablespoons chopped fresh parsley divided in half, freshly ground black pepper, one tablespoon canola oil, two pounds of lean ground beef or lamb or mushrooms or whatever you want, one medium yellow onion chopped, two medium carrots peeled and chopped, three cloves of garlic chopped, two teaspoons of chopped fresh rosemary, two teaspoons of chopped fresh thyme, three tablespoons tomato paste, one half cup dry red wine, such as Cabernet Sauvignon, which I do have, one cup low sodium beef broth. I'm using mushroom broth. I think Gretchen has beef broth, which she'll let us know in a second. Three tablespoons Worcestershire sauce. This says cooking spray. We decided not to do cooking spray. We're using butter instead. Three tablespoons all-purpose flour, one cup frozen corn, one cup frozen peas, and three tablespoons of grated Parmesan. This also suggests a 9 by 13 pan. Gretchen and I are not doing that. We're doing something different. I'm doing an 8 by 8, and I think Gretchen has like a oval or round like ceramic. And then we also need a potato masher, ricer, fork, something like that. I am using beef broth, but I just remembered I have some Nors lamb bouillon. So I might throw a little teeny bit of that in there just to amp up my uh, lamb flavor. Get some of my, my nice UK <laughs> lamb Nors in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So I rarely have up. the occasion to use it. I'm over here laughing because... I, met, I measured out my alcohol uh -huh. to see exactly how much I drank. And I was at first I was like, I think I drank like half this can. Oh my gosh. So it's 355 milliliters. And I've only drank 100 milliliters. A third? Less I drank a third. A third. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're going to have to have water for a little bit. And then you can have some more. I know. <laughs> Oh, my alcohol tolerance is so fun, but also sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. it's good to know. 
I'm glad you measured. Now we know exactly what's your cross point, like a quarter. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, sad. talk us through our high level steps. We've started by cooking the potatoes until they are soft, draining them, and then we make our mashed potatoes. You're gonna cook your main ingredient, whether that be meat, mushrooms, probably even go beans. Let's draw on our bean experience with Marcella last time. Beans are wonderful. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once your main protein-esque thing is cooked, we're gonna go with our aromatics. So that's your garlic, onion, fuck. Carrot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll add your main protein back, stir it in, add the rest of the whatnot that goes in there, put it into an, to a dish, top with the mashed potatoes, cook at 400 for 25 minutes, and then broil for one to two minutes to make your crust. Extra credit if you put a little uh, egg on the top there to get your crust extra crusty. Yeah, extra I know. I for Gretchen, <laughs> minus credit for backup. <laughs> I'm not doing that today. I'm just saying I know, you could. It, I mean, it's not that much extra work, but yes, it's, it's, it's something you can do if you really want to get a nice goldeny crust on top. Mm-hmm. For sure. For me, for flavor and <laughs> texture, that would be the deal. So. Mm-hmm. And world level two, we think. think? So. We think yeah. the chopping, yeah, you're right. If you're doing like fancy chopping, it's going to take you a little bit longer or slow chopping. Some people are just slow. Yeah. It's just a lot of chopping. It's a lot of chopping. Our first step was to get the potatoes boiling. I haven't preheated my oven. Have you? No, I totally forgot. I was realizing okay. that as I was reading the part about the oven. I was like, oops, nope. I thought I was hot. Now I'm going to be hotter. I'm going to be 400 toasty. degree. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so let's get our ovens going and I'll read through the full first two steps because okay. that's where we're picking up right now. Step one officially, preheat the oven to 400 and in a medium saucepan, which we both used a larger pan than a saucepan, but cover potatoes with water by half an inch, add one tablespoon salt, bring to a boil over high heat, and cook until the potatoes are fork tender 13 to 15 minutes. Drain potatoes, set aside in a colander. That is where we are officially. So next, step two, in the same pot over medium-low heat, combine half and half and butter, stirring until the butter is melted. Return the potatoes to the pot and mash the potatoes with a potato masher or a fork, Stir in one tablespoon parsley, or in my case, I'm going to do thyme. Season with salt and pepper, and then remove from heat. My butter's gone in. I've got some salt and pepper on there, and I'm adding my half and half. I'm about to add in my mashed potatoes to my melted butter and half and half mixture. So I'm going to start going with that. Oh, so we're doing this the opposite way. I'm just throwing everything in and mashing it together. And you've actually melted things and done it proper. I guess. <laughs> All right. I thought we were doing the same thing. So did I. No, apparently not. I was doing the opposite of what you were doing. Carry on. <laughs> okay. You'll do the wet method, I'm going to call it. And I'll do the dry method. Uh, okay. And we'll see what happens. Okay. Smash. I have some reasonably smooth potatoes going over here. Felt like a lot of half and half that went in. Too much. I'm glad I let my potatoes dry before I did that, is all I'm going to say, because I don't think if I'd let my potatoes dry, I think I would have been a little soupier. It's a hair much, just a hair. They do want this to be more spreadable, so that might also be part of the additional liquid in there. It's mm -hmm. not quite as stiff as like your table serving mashed potatoes. Mine's really stiff, though. I'm almost debating adding a little more half and half on my side. Do what you got to do, my friend. It's so dry here. Forgot to put my parsley in, so okay, parsley in. Okay, I got to do my time. I still Bye. have to do a little bit more mashing. Good on my end with mashing. My potatoes taste pretty fucking amazing, if I may so so myself. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I got to taste mine. I added a little bit more butter and I did salted butter. I know the recipe said unsalted, but I did a little more salted butter and a little more half and half on my side. 
I think I think that the rule about using salted butter, here's the thing, is why mm -hmm. we get so caught up on the salted butter scenario is that they're worried about things ending up too salty. Mm -hmm. Using unsalted butter just guarantees you that you're starting at a base level of no mm -hmm. salt. But as long as you're tasting along the way, that eliminates that as a concern. I wouldn't worry about that as much. Our mashed potatoes are in good shape. Now we've got them off heat. So should we go over step three and step four? So now we are on to our actual construction of the filling. Meanwhile, in a large skillet over medium heat, heat oil. Add your protein or protein substitute with two teaspoons of salt, a half a teaspoon of pepper, or really however much you think it needs. Break this up. If you're using beef, break it up with a wooden spoon and cook until crumbled and no longer pink, six to eight minutes. If you're using beans, you're lucky. You could also, you could get a little bit of browning on the beans themselves, but don't have to, just warm them up, perfectly fine. If you're using mushrooms, same advice, just to cook out some of the moisture. It's all about removing moisture. <laughs> yeah, I did learn with mushrooms, you're not supposed to use any oil or salt in the beginning. You just want them to cook all their moisture out on their own. And then you add the salt later and oil later after they've totally released all the salt. Because I guess like beans, if you salt them too early, they don't absorb the like oil or the flavorings. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I had no I idea. I'm going to have to look into that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I think it said medium high heat. I think you said medium. And it says oh. medium high. Sorry. So not a Again, huge difference. I'm drunk. And yeah. usually we <laughs> let you do all the reading because of this exact reason is because I get fucked up way too easily. And <laughs> you're here. I'm here for the knowledge. You're here to steer the boat. You know, right. <laughs> That's right. Steer the wooden spoon. Steer the wooden spoon. Cook your protein or protein substitute. Then remove it from the pan. If you've got beef drippings, remove that. And... If you've got beans or anything, you might want to give your skillet a wipe just before you get into your aromatics because we're going to be doing a little bit of light browning and using some oil. So you'll get too much browning if you don't give it a little bit of a clean. You're Oof. cooking your beef and lamb and I'm cooking yep. my mushrooms. And it looks like I'm just about ready to go. I just got to add a little, a little oil to my pan here. Okay. And here we go. We're going to get some noise as here goes the meat. Ooh. A little, little more liquid in the bottom that I was not anticipating. I thought I drained it off. Uh, oop, cut. You love a good oop as soon as you start cooking something. <laughs> no, I was trying to draw a little bit of liquid off of my meat here because it's quite quite juicy. <laughs> Lots of liquid over there. Yeah. My, now I'm wondering if the bowl I got out is going to be a big enough. I think it'll be okay. It's so hard to tell. Volume yeah. is not... Not one of my strong suits, really, as much as it should be for as much cooking as I do. <laughs> I feel like it is hard to tell how much things are going to reduce by at the end of the day. Well, that's for sure true. Being able to anticipate full reduction levels is a bit hard. Yeah, I guess that's why most recipes just go by the by half. And I'm almost done cooking here. Okay, mine's might... going to take a few minutes. Okay, I might, I might actually pull it now. Okay. Since I don't mind having a little bit of pink on there. Going. Okay. Yeah, because it still cooks at a pretty high heat for 20 minutes. So I think if I go on the underside of done, I'll be much happier. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, I need slotted. I need something with slots. So we've been cooking for 17 minutes. That's just a... Uh, Helpful note from the fact that I'm actually doing video today. That is good to know because it's nice to know the total time. I yeah, I know. I wish I had a better idea about uh, the front half, but since like, I maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time I'll pay pay attention to that. But all right, here we go. Uh, how much longer are you going to be? Do you want me to wait for you? I might need like five more minutes on my mushrooms, but if you okay. want to go with your onion and stuff, no okay. problem. Okay. Figure, yeah, um, I'll, I'll get started. Then while you're getting started, 
um, on your aromatics, I'll read through the instructions. How does that sound? Okay, perfect. That'll be oh. perfect. That will work out excellent. How close are you on your, whatchamacallits? Almost done. There's still a teeny bit of liquid left. I want to get all of that out before I add in any oil or salt. So okay. I'm almost there. We're so still waiting. Okay, got it. I'm going to turn it up a little more. Let me read through this, this because I need to figure out where I am. Add garlic, oh, ro ro garlic, rosemary, and thyme. Shit. Oh, this looks really cool. So I used actually yellow carrots for my mix. Mm, pretty. It looks, it looks nice. I like how it looks. Mm. I wonder if there's a color of carrot that is less sweet than others. I would think maybe the white ones would be. Either that or purple. Maybe. Didn't we talk about carrots for one episode? And I'm I sure. think the white carrot was the original one. Well, yellow is also original. Mm. They were, they oh, yeah. were, I think they were white to yellow was sort yeah. of the end of all of that. But uh, And it was way less sweet than it is today. Oh, I would, I would believe that 100%. I get to play the fun game in my yard sometimes that's like, is this a carrot or is this a <laughs> Queen Anne's Lace? This is a fun game I play with myself. Because <laughs> oh. Queen Anne's Lace root looks like a carrot, tastes terrible. <laughs> Not carrot. <laughs> Not carrot. <laughs> but since I like Queen Anne's lace, and it's always something I enjoy having in the yard just because it looks nice. And it does a good job yes. of breaking up the dirt. That's important. In the same skillet, over medium heat, cook the onion and carrot stirring until the onions begin to soften. Five to six minutes, add garlic, rosemary, thyme, and cook, stirring until fragrant, about two minutes more. Return the beef and accumulation. Return beef and accumulated juices to the skillet. Stir in tomato paste. Cook, stirring until tomato paste turns dark red, three to four minutes. Add wine and cook, stirring until almost completely evaporated, two to three minutes. Stir in the broth, Worcestershire, and bring to a simmer. Sprinkle with flour and cook. I do not have my flour. Stirring occasionally until the sauce thickens about five minutes. Stirring corn and peas. How much Gosh. flour? I'm assuming only like a couple tablespoons, right? Three. Three. That's probably enough flour then. Okay, where are you at? <laughs> okay, so I just, I took my mushrooms out. I've got my onions in. I'm about to add my carrots. So I'm okay. into that next step, but very early. I'm going to read through and hopefully the sound of my pan continuing to cook is not going to be a problem. I am waiting for my tomato paste to turn. So hopefully I can read through this in about a minute. In the same skillet where you cooked your protein or protein substitute over medium heat, Add onion and carrots. Oh, sorry. Cook onion and carrots, stirring until the onions begin to soften, five to six minutes. Only the onions? We don't care about the carrot? What the hell? Add garlic, rosemary, thyme, and cook, stirring until fragrant, about two minutes more. Return the beef or protein substitute to the pan and accumulated juices, stir in tomato paste. Cook stirring until the tomato paste turns dark. That's where I'm at. Oh, sorry. Until the Tomato paste turns dark red, three to four minutes. Add the wine, cook, stirring until almost completely evaporated, two to three minutes. Stir in the broth, Worcestershire, and bring to a simmer. Sprinkle with flour and cook, stirring occasionally until the sauce is thickened, about five minutes, stirring corn and peas. So, Becca is at the very early stages of that where she is doing just the onion and carrots right now. So her next thing to get into will be the garlic and rosemary and thyme. We're both foregoing chopping either of these herbs and just adding it in at the same time to uh, at, on the stem to our mixture. And then we'll just pull the full stem out. So I'm about to add my wine. Okay, this is the really exciting part. Step four, last, last go here. Yeah. Oh. Okay, come on. And yeah. Like save a step on chopping the herbs and Gretchen and I have said in the past, we don't like eating woody stemmy herbs in our things. And even if you chop them up, I just, I don't want to bite into rosemary. Don't want to bite into thyme. So I um, love that we're just doing this little cheat. I love it. We love cheating. Cheating is kind of our favorite. Uh, uh, making things more efficient. Yes, efficiency. Efficiency is our favorite, not cheating. <laughs> so I've added my broth and my Worcestershire 
I'm pretty much simmering, so I'm going to be adding my flour in just a second. I've still got my onions and carrots going. They're going to need a few more minutes for me. And then I'll get my garlic and herbs going. And then eventually tomato paste and the mushrooms and the mushrooms go back in. I got, I like got mute excited. Like, yeah, you did. You're <laughs> like, and no more for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cut myself off. Going in with my flour. I've got a full simmer going. So sprinkle this bit over the top. I have decided to go with a layer of potatoes at the bottom of my pan. So I've prepped my casserole dish over here. My filling's looking nice and thick. I'm pretty much ready to move on whenever Becca catches up. <laughs> okay, just added my garlic and herbs and I'm gonna throw my mushrooms back in in just Woo! a second with the tomato paste. Yeah, so chugging along. <laughs> chugging along. We're at 43 minutes-ish, by the way. Not too bad. Not too bad. I've got oodles of potatoes. I definitely went a little hard on the potatoes. This is what Potato I get heavy. for not uh, not measuring. <laughs> <laughs> I know kind of the same I will see how it ends up coming out but you know never too many mashed potatoes just figuring out where they go <laughs> yes this is true whether it be just straight into my mouth or on yes. top of the shepherd's pie that is yes. where status update going in with my broth and W sauce <laughs> W sauce <laughs> like I'm just not using that word anymore I just am done Got my weird addition of corn, much more normal addition of peas going. Yeah. This also does not feel like it's going to fit into this dish. Oh, really? I guess I could have gone with the suggested 9 by 13 pan, but why would I do that? Okay, we're back. A lot's happened. We got super zoned in on a few things, but now we're back. Yeah. (laughs) Becca, Becca is, we're nearing completion. You've added, Mm -hmm. we've added our corn and peas to mm-hmm. this mixture and now I'm getting ready to put it in my pan okay you're just I see you're mixing up over there mm-hmm. getting all my corn and peas in corn paraded oh. <laughs> in corn paraded oh I love it I should have said in corn paraded that would have been <laughs> so perfect <laughs> well you you do have a a very clever puns. turn of phrase, yeah. my friend. <laughs> you do. We can make a shirt All that right. says "In corn pureated." In corn pureated, we trust. <laughs> <laughs> Into the bottom of the dish it goes. Yeah, this is gonna be tight. Oh boy. Yeah, I just wanted us it to be taller. Yeah, I'm not sure that I see this like need for a sprayed down spatula on this. Not sure about what that is all about. It's very interesting. Because I'm really not having that much of a problem spreading out the top and making it smooth and mm-hmm. not taking mm-hmm. away tons of potato. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's not just because I've got way more potato than I actually need. <laughs> but <laughs> Right. Easy to clump. Might be having a potato snack while it's in the oven here. <laughs> right, I'm going to do a grind of salt and pepper over the top of this. What I probably should do is take the sleeve out of the Luke Skywalker lightsaber because I don't need this as much as the pepper grinder. Mm -hmm. And there. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Last time I taped the batteries in because they kept pulling out. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) You just found the tape? (laughs) Yeah, I just found the tape like wound around it. Oh dear. I'm clever. <laughs> I was like, I'm really tired of this thing not working properly. Tape to the rescue. Tape to the rescue. Don't undervalue what can be fixed with tape. Mm-hmm. There's that saying that duct tape is like the force. It has a light side and a dark side and holds the universe together. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> to the rescue. Tape to the rescue. Duct tape to the rescue. All right, adding my potatoes on. Okay. And they're so thick. There we go. That looks beauteous. So I'm good to go here. Then am I just to the point of adding parm on the top? And a pinch of pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I found the whole 
rubber spatula cooking spray thing wholly unnecessary just passed right yeah. over that whole step like yeah I don't did we read that step what was that part of I don't think we actually did no yeah it said to spray down a rubber spatula with a cooking spray and then spread your potatoes out with that and we're just using butter because that seemed oh I didn't use anything. But we didn't even use. Well, I am topping with. I pulled butter aside, so I'm just pouring some butter. Oh, on okay. Because you can. Yeah. Because I can. Okay, I need to do my parmesan and then I'm ready. But let me show you this real quick. I oh sure, man. Is this gonna overflow? I would definitely put it on a sheet pan. I'm putting mine on a sheet pan because I don't want it mm -hmm. to bubble out in the oven either. But I've got my. I might have to move my rack a little bit. Actually, oh parmesan leave that one where it is we'll pull the top oh my gosh uh what is this called oven mitt has seen better days oh boy and it is not doing real great on being insulating at this point so. I yeah I feel like I've never had a really really great oven mitt that's totally insulating I mean unless you go with something that's made out of silicone and then yeah sometimes yeah. it'll work out okay but there's those are generally so stiff that it's hard to work with yeah, that's true, too. Oh, somebody invent the perfect mitt. Maybe that's what we need to do. Yeah, I know, right? I constantly think, I need to invent this perfect thing for what <laughs> I exactly need. All right, doing some pepper, more salt and pepper on top. Like that. Oh, and then when it comes out, throw some more herbs on top, right? Right. Parsley or thyme. Yeah. Yep. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Oh, fuck, this is heavy. Okay. I was just oh, going to say that. It's so heavy. It's <laughs> a fuckload of food. Oh, my God. Holy moly. Okay. So much stuff. <laughs> 25 minutes on the clock. Hey. And I'm going to turn my oven light on so I can see what's happening. And see you. Uh, I guess we'll time travel a little bit. And we'll see mm -hmm. you in the future. All right. Let's go. We have achieved bubbliness. We are back. It's the future. We've achieved bubbliness. We've switched over to our broil. And I'm currently doing my tra the traditional squat in front of the oven for the next one to two minutes until my top looks brown and lovely. Mm -hmm. We did give it the full 25 minutes in there. And then once we get it out after this broil time, it does have to cool for 10 minutes. So we are going to time travel again. We'll see you in the additional future with the <laughs> about 11 minutes of time having passed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Here we are. Oh, here we in are. In the future. In the future again. It's been slightly more than 11 minutes, but we realized that we didn't fully read through the last steps, which are step five and six. So I'm going to read through that real quick. We kind of talked about it. We hinted at it, but here's the official steps that we followed was to pour, okay, once we had added in our beef, our mushrooms, our corn, peas, all of our liquids, everything basically, you then pour that mixture into a nine by 13 pan. Like we said, I'm doing an eight by eight and Gretchen did probably like a nine inch round or something, oval, something like that. I wanna say it's like a three or four quart, sure the diameter probably averages out to about nine inches. <laughs> I yeah, something that. like that. Something like that. And it, it is a little tight. They were like slightly overflowed. I think a nine by 13 would have been too big. I'm glad we went the way we went versus thinner. It's a lot. I probably should have scaled back on something, but whatever. It looks great. Pour your beef or mushroom mixture into a pan and dollop mashed potatoes on top. Then here's that weird step to us. Lightly spray a rubber spatula with cooking spray and spread potatoes over beef mixture. Sprinkle with Parmesan and a pinch of pepper. So did all that. Then the last step, step six, is to bake your shepherd's pie until the mixture is bubbling, the beef mixture, the mushroom mixture. We smartly, because Gretchen always tells us to do this, put a baking sheet under ours. Always recommended if you're doing anything in the oven that potentially could spill, or even if you don't think it's going to spill, just put a baking sheet under it. It saves your life. Yeah. It saves you from having to clean the bottom of your fucking oven is what it does. So <laughs> yeah. Which I like never want to do. Or no do. one. 
No yeah. one wants to do that. I have, yeah. I have a baking stone in mine. I like, I don't, I don't like cleaning it because I need it to build up the patina. Like, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. Yep. cheap pan all the way, every time. Yep, cheap pan every time. So put that in the oven again at 400 for about 25 minutes. We did that full 25 minutes. Then you remove from the oven and place a rack in the upper third of the oven and turn the broiler to high. I didn't remove mine. I just turned the temperature up. I don't have a broil, so I went to 500. I never moved mine. I just, <laughs> I've had it kind of in the upper third the whole time. And then I just switched it over to broil, which worked out great. So even better, even better. Yeah. Cause it's heavy. It is a <laughs> yeah. heavy motherfucker. <laughs> this this is, thing it's an, this is a it's, lot of stuff. <laughs> this is an intense amount of food. I think I am going to take it to work this week just because I'm going to be like, guys, can you uh, eat some of this for me? <laughs> it is very filling and there's a lot of it. I'm yeah. looking at the portion I just took out of the pan. I'm like, oh, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be thick, thick and, and heavy. There's probably still so much. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, not even an eighth of the pan is what I took out. Get it to broil or get it to your, the highest degree you can for as long as you feel comfortable until it's brown on the top. Mine could go a little longer. Gretchen's has a really beautiful crisp roundness to it. But once it gets to that desired color or texture for you, remove it from the oven again and then sprinkle with a remaining tablespoon of parsley and let cool for 10 minutes before serving. I didn't, I forgot to add other herbs on top. I'm just not going to. I know. I, <laughs> I forgot to garnish mine too. So I have a picture sounds garnish and one with. So. <laughs> so like, this is the thing I always forget is to put the garnish on. Mm-hmm. without Even fail we set it aside yeah just every time what garnish what yeah. garnish so are we okay, are we ready see. yeah okay. see. I needed to taste my filling a little bit more before I assembled it's a little light on salt I could have used just like a bit more salt and maybe maybe a, a little more pepper or even mm-hmm. like a dash of hot sauce maybe just to like mm-hmm. brighten everything yeah but really good just yeah, a little yeah. tweak on the flavor would be nice just to make it a little more interesting. But I agree the it's not salted enough. I think my mashed potatoes aren't salted enough and my mixture. So I could do more Parmesan. I might just throw some more Parmesan on top for now. But I think everything is cooked really well. For me, the onions still have a teeny bit of more texture than I would like, but that's everything else is pretty evenly cooked. The mushrooms still have a nice consistency. They're not too softer gummy, which I'm glad about. And the mashed potatoes came out nice, like a real fluffy, but kind of, I don't want to say dense because that sounds almost negative, but they really kind of held their shape, but still have a, a lightness to them. And I think on the whole, I thought this would feel a lot richer than it does. It kind of feels lighter than I expected it to feel. I don't know. Mine's pretty dense. So I maybe maybe that's the advantage of using a non-meat, like Right. It's a right. little bit lighter just because it is a veggie dish more than a meat dish. Because mm-hmm. mine is quite rich. That that lamb is really rich. I used a really rich beef. Like I didn't use lean beef. I used like 80-20 beef. I used a lot of fat. It's not too rich. It's just more rich than I would really want. I'd be kind of tempted sure. to do almost meat, a little bit of meat with mushroom. Like add mushroom in instead. Like Let's three see. quarters the meat amount and a quarter mushroom or something mm-hmm. yeah or half and half half and half yeah yeah I think it tastes good I wish it were saltier I don't want to be disappointed after all of this work but I was like a teeny bit disappointed <laughs> but I think also the more it sits and when I'm ready to like fully serve it just a little bit of salt or parmesan will will do the trick but it is it is really good and it is very satisfying yeah it is like a very very cozy comforting dish yeah I had a thought but it got away from me (laughs) oh I was thinking that the because you said oh when it sits that and and this will just appreciate in flavor as time goes on so even if I like go revisit it tomorrow or Monday the flavors should meld a little bit more together and probably be a little more satisfying yeah we also talked about freezing some of yeah. it for later, which could be nice. Pop it back in the oven with extra salt and mm-hmm. you're good to go. Yeah. 
lots of versatility. Like we've art, we were playing around with the ingredients. I still don't think I'd do corn again. I would do celery, but I won't, I wouldn't yeah. I don't need the corn. Corn is weird. The corn is a little weird. It does add a nice color, but it's not necessary with the peas. Give or take some ingredients. I never used parsley. I think there's a lot of ways to play around with it if you wanted. It would be, I feel like if I were to do it again in recent times, maybe even for Thanksgiving, I would probably do a lot more Parmesan or like a Gruyere or something mm. into the mushrooms, into the mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. I like yeah. the idea of you adding Gruyere in there. Yeah, I like that a idea. A little bite almost. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like the hot sauce you wanted. Like it needs a little. It needs pungency. acidity. Yeah. yeah acidity. Yeah, yeah, the the wine didn't bring enough acidity into it for me. Uh, so maybe I could have just corrected that with just like a splash of red wine vinegar or something. Mm. But I do think I needed yeah. to salt it just a little bit more. It's just just slightly undersalted. It's, mm-hmm. it's close because I was adding salt a fair amount, but I just not quite didn't, yeah. didn't quite get there with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it took forever. <laughs> took fucking forever and there's a lot of dishes so it was worth it on the whole but I would go into it with a lot more specificity next time yeah yeah <laughs> not gonna be one I'm gonna be like super anxious to make again I'm mm-hmm. it's yeah the the dish quotient makes it almost bumps it up to a world level three for me with like yeah. having to do so many dishes afterward yep but chopping dishes yeah it's a lot and it it, it took a while oh almost man. three hours almost work. three hours hours. okay well it's still gonna be good we're gonna love it and thank you for joining us on this extra long we shepherded you through our shepherd's <laughs> pie journey <laughs> indeed yes we did <laughs> you've been shepherded um, to the shepherd's pie conclusion shepherding shepherding our gluttoners along and along those lines use our discount code we'll shepherd you right over to busy cbd b-i-z-z-y use our 15 percent off discount code all caps h g b i z z y we love that stuff yes you know i just keep having the tropicana chill gummies they're mm. my favorite and I need okay. to buy another another stick of big stick, stick. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Like, subscribe, follow, rate, rate us if you're rate. listening and you like what you're finding. You can find us on YouTube. It's not video, it's our audio. But like we've said, if if you like closed captioning, I love closed captioning. I don't know if we're always very clear. So if that's helpful, go find us on YouTube and follow along. I do love closed captioning. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's just helpful. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Yeah. We're delirious. Yeah. Let's De- absolutely it. delirious. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, off we go. Off we go. Coconut. I found the coconut. Yay. Ooh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here now. I'm done.